Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? This is a, a wonderful and very uh, special You Made It Weird. Ryan Sickler and I got to sit down and, and just had just like an effortless and wonderful conversation. Just such a such a funny, funny guy. We laughed uh, so, so much, and I really hope you enjoy it. A couple plugs up top. Please, uh, first of all, watch The Pete Holmes Show. It's on four nights a week currently after Conan. Uh, if you'd like to come to a taping, we're still taping for the next three weeks. Uh, the day this comes out, go to PeteHolmes.com slash tickets for free tickets. The audiences where weirdos are there are just the best audiences in the world so please help us with the show come out it's really fun uh, a good time had by everyone and uh, of course there's a lot of stuff that happens with the live audience that we can't use on the show so come come see what that's all about petehomes.com slash tickets they're free they're free and fun also just watch the show I already said that details at petehomes.com but it's on TBS at midnight and here's the uh, sponsor for this show uh, today's sponsor is HostGator HostGator is your one stop web sh- website shop HostGator makes it simple for you to get professional website online quick. Get your professional website online quick. Plans start at just $3.47 a month. Let's face it, getting a good .com is hard to do. A .net domain powered by VeriSign, on the other hand, still has lots of awesome names available. So you can have your no- you have your donate you have your domain. Why am I rushing? You have your domain. Now it's time to build your website. Use HostGator's drag and drop builder or WordPress. No need to code. HostGator makes it easy. Get your site up and running with just a few clicks. So head over to HostGator.com, buy some hosting, buy some .NET. So use the coupon WEIRD30 to get an extra 30% off and support this show. That's it, everybody. Enjoy Ryan Sickler and all my many errors. During the ad. The whole thing. We are rolling. We're rolling. We are rolling. I'm, I, I'm sorry we missed that laugh. We both, just, <laughs> no, we both just had a big laugh and then we missed it. It's okay. I was going to write down. Uh, I, there's nothing I need to write down. Oh, good. You were ta- we were talking before the mics were rolling about um, Titty Boy, right? You, yes. You watched that thing. I, uh, yes. First of all, congratulations oh, sure. on all of your success. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be weird if that's what I wanted to recap? We're like, just going to talk about that. <laughs> we were rolling you were saying how funny that, that <laughs> BET thing was um, but yes. yeah and so thank you I should say thank yes you. Thank and, you. and the Carson Daly piece I was saying too was very well done Thanks, uh, loved seeing you on that but yeah the uh, BET it was BET right yeah it was BET uh, on the red carpet, the titty boy. I mean, all of it was funny, but that one just caught me so hard. Uh, he, it was so funny. You're like, what did you used to be called? He's like, titty boy. You're like, yeah, that's what uh, he used to call me. I used to wear a T-shirt when I swam. Until I was like, 18? Yeah, he goes, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that true? Well, that's why, that's why I wanted to bring it up, was that I remember um, people sometimes – I still feel like I'm doughy. Uh, you know, I, I, I lost weight or whatever. But when I was a kid, I remember – are we not rolling? Well – Hold on. Hmm. See how they don't say play? So hold on. We'll cut. No, you don't even have to cut it. Okay, great. Just leave it in. We're rolling. Are we rolling now? <laughs> we're rolling again. We were recording all along. Just wanted to double check. You're the coolest man. You're the king. Uh, we'll get to the king. Yeah, we can get I wanna, to that. I, I'm going to So down. no, let's go back king. to the, the, you, were, the you were feeling doughy. You said we well, were going back to Titty Boy. As a kid, I remember very, just, that was the first thing that I remember being like, guys take their shirts off. Like we just don't. Right, yeah. <laughs> like I wanted like an old timey swimming costume. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the singlet. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wanted the things that boys wrestle in. Yeah. I wanted to wear the shower cap. I wanted the whole thing. It was just like I still remember what it felt like when it well when I was young I didn't care. When I was young I wanted to be naked all the time. I was naked constantly. That's what kids are. You love being naked. Yes. And I, I still it's such a weird thing to say, but I still enjoy the freedom of nudity in your own home. In your own home. Okay. Yeah, I was sure. curious. Yeah. Well, never in the living room, just basically bathroom, bedroom. But that towel's coming off pretty fast. <laughs> You're not a robe guy. You don't strike me as a robe guy. <laughs> that is such a great compliment. I've said this on the show before that I find it, for some reason, I find it to be like not a red flag, but a, a turnoff for me if a girl's very uncomfortable naked. You and I love talking about yes, we do. the ladies. Yes, we do. That's your role in my life. I guess we can get to that. But my point was I'm a little scattered because we were doing a, 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 a shoot this morning, so I'm a little... Rapid fire, but we're going to ease into that podcast smoothness. Okay. Did you do you remember anything like shirts versus skins? Just kind of oh yeah, the bullshit of like, why do I have to take? I just have to publicly. If you're a little bit fat, and everyone else isn't fat, you're the fat kid. Yeah. And then like it's your titty boy. Your titty boy. It was. It was like it, I remember very. You're calling. You say I'm fat. What? How? You know, at ten, how overweight are you compared to the other ten year olds around you? Let's say, are you well, fifty? Are you twenty? It wasn't. Uh, I, I, I think I put it well because it wasn't that I was super dupes fat. It was that I was the fat fattest. Gotcha. So you okay. win. You, so like we're go- every yeah. junior high dynamic needs the fattest <laughs> yeah. kid. And I think I've said this. Who's the fattest kid? Pete over here. Well, they literally do line up and take your shirts yeah. off. All the girls get to hide because they got bosoms. Yep. But, you know, we get to hide our dicks. I can tell you uh, in middle school, um, I remember it was that 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 transition in life where you're now out of elementary school and they've already prepped you for the prep to for a wet dream. I was, <laughs> can I just tell you, I was so, I couldn't wait. I can't believe we, I've never talked about, I have a lot of thoughts about yeah, wet dreams. Yeah, I, you know, they pumped it up and they pumped who it did? up. Uh, who You know, in fifth grade, just, do you remember fifth grade was the time? Uh, and I and I know it now too because uh, my girlfriend has a ten year old son who's in fifth grade, and I told her this is the year they separate the boys and the girls, and they tell the girls, "Here's what's about to happen to you." Right. And boys, here's what's about to happen. But you to see, you. the wet dream has a great agent because he he partnered it with the period. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. It should not be. <laughs> no. It should not be. The girls are embarking on a monthly yes. for the rest yeah. of their life expulsion of yeah. a lot of different things. Uh, it, it, gets, it gets summarized as blood. It's like blood. It's not. It's the uterine lining. Yes. It's, a, it's, it's a strange. Your menzies are shedding. Your menzies. You're, menzies. you're yeah. shedding. You're shedding your menzies. Your menzies. <laughs> but I remember being like uh, a little bit jealous. I was jealous of the chosen, the Jews, because they had bar mitzvahs. And I was jealous of the girls because they had that thing that... Well, I I didn't want a period. No. <laughs> but I wanted something that was like, huzzah, you're now a man. Yeah. So I remember being like, wet dream, that's going to be right. the ticket. And we, I'm so glad you brought this up, me and my little group of junior high friends. I've been dying to talk to you about wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your day planner. Yeah, all day. Uh, Hurt Linda. Uh, talk day. to Pete about wet we dreams. Gotta, we gotta, I know, we got to put Hurt Linda back in. I did that on the craft fest. I do that on stage sometimes. Do you really? Hurt Linda. Hurt Linda all day, all day is fantastic. <laughs> the Crab Feast fans love you. They they hit you up all the time about it. Well, we should explain it. We won't forget what dreams. No. I said on the Crab Feast, your wonderful podcast with our friend Jay Larson. Yes, thank you. That it's horrible to uh, plan a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> 
and you put it in your iPhone. You hurt, put, Linda, hurt Linda. All day. All day. <laughs> you, cl- you clear your Saturday to <laughs> hurt, hurt Linda. Someone you used to like Love. whisper and, and butterfly yeah. kiss and be comfortable with naked. And, and then you're making a date to be like, uh, this isn't what you thought it was. And I, oh, what I thought it was. It's, it's right so here on my phone. It tells me, to, uh, <laughs> tells me I'm going to hurt you, Linda. <laughs> Not from one to two. No, Linda. All, All day. day. <laughs> At the very least, I'm clearing the books. I'm, I'm a, I mean, I might have some shit to do after nine, but you know, most of my days day. gonna hurt you. Nine p.m. I got a movie. I'm gonna go see Carrie, but first I'm gonna hurt you. I already it's bought tickets. Thing. I have reserved seats so I can get in there quicker so I can hurt you longer. <laughs> All day, Linda. Well, it's like planning an assassination. Uh, it's, you're right. It's like it, planning a drive-by. It's, it's as close as I'll come to be like at nine p.m. I'm gonna drive by <laughs> and shoot up Linda's house. Emotional. It's an emotional, it's an emotional drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> but the bullets just say we're not compatible. It's so sad. Oh God, but hurt, that Linda, is fantastic. hurt Linda, hurt Linda all, day. all day. Emotional drive-by. That's emotional worth, drive-by is fantastic. Adding to the, God. I'm writing down emotional drive-by. I haven't done stand-up in a while. I gotta, you know, write some new jokes. Here we go. Um, so dr- wet dreams. Jerk. Wet dreams. Well, here's what I was going to put to you was that I remember my friends. I felt like the girls, I'm not sure, were getting together and kind of comparing who had their period. That, mm-hmm. that seems believable, right? Sure. Uh, and did you say your girlfriend has a, a, a daughter? Ten-year-old son. Ten-year-old son. Son. So mm-hmm. he's being separated this year. They've already – I talked to him about it already because he said to me the other day, he goes, do you know what a playboy is? Or he goes, no. He goes, what's a playboy? And I said, are you asking me because you know? Or are you asking me because you don't know? Yeah. Like, I know what it is. Ooh. And I was like, why are you asking? He's like, so-and-so brought one to school. I said, listen to me. You're in elementary school. If someone really has a playboy in school, yes. get, just get away from that kid. Like, we do not need to be coming over talking to the principals about, hey, your son partook in this viewing yeah. of a playboy yeah. in fifth grade. Yeah. Like, you can't know. You just... Trying to steal think. a quick peek and bounce. Yeah, Get I out remember of there. that was around the time that these Playboys started to show up. Yeah, please. Thank you. Playboys started to show up. Rumors of them. Yeah, but see, but I let's, didn't, let's I didn't not forget wet dream because I want to ask you. I got wet dreams down right here all day, <laughs> all day, <laughs> all night. I heard Linda all day. Wet dreams all night. Overnight. Man, it would be a great. I'd love to have that's a wet a dream. Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a day. When. Like, for me, the first time we saw a Playboy, yeah. it was someone's dad's, and we were like a fort in the woods. You know yeah, what I mean? It yeah, was yeah, nothing. Sure. There were online, obviously, nothing right. existed. It right. was, that's how we, how I about just, you? I just saw the movie Mud. Did you see Mud? I haven't yet. No, I, it's, uh. It's good, but the most unbelievable thing about the whole movie, uh, and it's a pretty believable movie, is they, they find, it's not a spoiler, in a treehouse, they find a stack of pornography. The rest of the movie, it's two children. The rest of the movie should have been just not that this is what I wanted to see, but it would have been them closing the door and masturbating. We're on the other <laughs> side. We don't even yeah, hear it. We don't but need that's to what's see. happening. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying I wanted them that to be the movie. But I there's no. I was so pornography obsessed when I was around that age, which is what's fucked up. Is actually true. It was pornography obsessed, not uh, having sex with girls. I think that was like one of We're those. talking fifth grade, seventh grade, where are we? Say junior high? We're, we're in sixth grade. I'm okay. going to split that difference and say it was around sixth okay. grade. I remember asking my father when I was in seventh grade to buy me a Playboy. Really? Yeah. That's balls. I did. We also, had you had to talk or anything at all yet? We, we still haven't had that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, it's going to happen tomorrow. All day. All day. <laughs> Talk with dad all day. That's why I'm hurting Linda. I don't know what I'm doing now. Exactly. You have to have the talk so you stop hurting sad. Linda. But I actually think that's the first uh, <laughs> removal from reality. Okay, I'm going to say in favor of Playboys and pornography is there is something uh, informative about it. You're seeing... Uh, you know, you're seeing tits yeah. <laughs> and vaginas and butts and stuff, and you're kind of like, okay, that's what all the buzz is about. But then I think uh, at the beginning, I because I thought like sex was, I, I, I seem to remember being a pretty mature kid, and it's like, what am I going to fuck this person? She's a she's a little girl, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember I was one of those kids that had crushes on my teachers because yes. looking back, they were like early twenties. Yes. Plus, you're just raging with hormones. Oh, it's, yeah. You will see, there will be an ugly teacher, but you'll focus on it maybe her matter. tits. It, it didn't, didn't matter. matter. It, it did. You're just, it is a, a fuel that is beyond Ugh. anything you can even fucking control. If the teachers knew, the female teachers knew how much we loved them for who they were. Yeah. For their flaws and their weird calves. Yeah. They would <laughs> In the strangest way, that, they would have pigeon toes sitting outside the sand. I we didn't saw give past a it. shit. We would have dropped. I love up. you, Miss <laughs> We would have fucked in between the yeah. weird toes with our tiny dicks. Definitely would have. Of course, we definitely would have. It passed so much time. The classes that I had with dude teachers, I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I, I actually learned something in those classes. I was like, "I might as well read this book." He keeps talking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's the shit. Get all male teachers. You will learn something. Ah, that's the oh idea my god! Yeah, school. I had a crush on a teacher in sixth grade, um, uh, and she she knew it too. Even as I got older, she would always tell a friend of a friend's mom, like tell Ryan I said hi. Oh, that! And I was like, you're killing me. That makes you're me happy. Me. I yeah, like that. She was she, she was knew. sweet. She knew. Mine was a student teacher that, and it was in high school. Okay. And it was my sophomore year, I think, and I took computer graphic design. I took it twice because you could just draw on the computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> twice. I took it twice. I'm going to do it again. I went... <laughs> Fall and spring, yeah. <laughs> I went to the registrar to, to see if you could You're take already it on. Again. You're all, we already got you they, they, were like, they were like, you could have a free block. <laughs> you, could, you could have an hour to yourself. I was like, give me computer graphic design again. Again, please. And they used to, that. I remember that was the first class I skipped. I know we're kind of all over the place. Because they loved me so much and I had already taken it. I, I took it as love. Not that just like six years senior sort of like right, yes. do whatever he wants. Yeah. But there was a student teacher. So that must have meant what? She was probably... 19, 20, in probably college. in college. In just in college. college. Oh my God, I have pre-cum right now. Ooh, <laughs> pre-cum. A little bit Something of Something I learned in that, that, that talk we had I know, in fifth pre- grade. Pre-cum is a terrifying pre-cum, idea. Pre-cum, you're like, wait a minute, what? The betrayal of your <laughs> yeah. dick. The guy that shit, the Woody Allen of your dick. Yeah, like, yeah, whoops, yeah. And he's going out before the rest of the group. <laughs> yeah, what's that dick doing up there, what, yeah, man? What's what? his reconnaissance God, mission? <laughs> get back. Don't you realize, actually, none, no part of your dick realizes you're not trying to get someone pregnant. Your dick thinks the whole purpose <laughs> the whole is, purpose. we are going to be a dad. That's right. And everything in your brain is like, no. No, we're fucking not. <laughs> Especially not with Linda. And they get- <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, send the pre-cum. This will yeah. fuck them over. Pre-cum is the dick's answer to all of this modern living. <laughs> We're supposed to have kids. 
the answer to modern living. I just, oh, I unjacked my You're own okay. earphones hitting the table. Sorry about that. That's all right. So her name was uh, Miss Nasero. It's not even a good last name, Nasero. Uh, but you didn't care. I see. You I right loved her it. for who she was. When we weren't shallow. We weren't shallow. We didn't even have types. No. At girl, all. That didn't was it. care. It was woman, girl. I, I do enjoy that both you and I were like, what am I going to fuck Julie? Yeah. <laughs> She's 11. Like, I'm not going to fuck Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in high she school. She barely has titties. That's right. Titty boy has bigger titties than That's Rachel does. Exa- you know? I have bigger titties than Rachel. <laughs> That's one of the pluses of being a somewhat doughy kid is you're like, I, I got better tits than this girl. Yeah. But that's the come thing. On, it's creepy. Tits don't really come in. Tits, <laughs> boobs, breasts don't really come into their own until a little bit later. Yeah, there was usually a one girl. Maybe we were like, "Holy crap, that poor girl!" Right. Her but, father. Yeah, you could, like, you uh, could find that girl by the fathers. Yeah, you're <laughs> he right was about the one that. With the dead eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go back in time. He had to make old Busty Sue. And Stop now, throwing around yeah, the pool yeah. and shit. Like, nah, you got tits now. I can't throw you in the pool anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, but he also can't let you go out with the Leatherman jacket quarterback. No way. Who's interested in her personality? Yeah, Fuck exactly. that bullshit. Anyway, so I loved Miss Nasero. And she was a girl, and she must have been 19. It yeah. made perfect sense. Yeah, it, it did. made perfect sense. What are you, about 11? I, well, this that was the high school one. Oh, okay, That's so you're four, then you're 14, then you're raging 15. beyond. Now you've been raging, yeah. for years. I think my fantasy was that she she would like because art. Uh, another infallible thing was that art sometimes had naked girls. Like yes. I, was, I was into drawing oh. and stuff, and I was like, what if Miss Nasero was just like. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, get naked and you uh, use paint. <laughs> you open the paint program, yeah. which took like 30 minutes to open back then. <laughs> yeah, a double right. click with a huge mouse, and that you could hear it. Yeah, <laughs> and she's... green lights flashing on the fucking drive and shit. It's going fast. Is that good or bad? <laughs> it's really fast right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> good, good or bad is the hurt Linda of this episode. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I didn't even realize I had the, the light on disk drives that would either kind of like go slow and steady. Yeah. And then it would just go right, 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 right. I don't know what's going on. Sounds like it's eating it. <laughs> Floppy's disc, man. Fast! Fast is usually good. It's loading it real fast. <laughs> See, that was a time when, like, com- computers were kind of like people. And you had to be like, I think oh. he's getting overwhelmed. <laughs> See, it feels real warm. Feels warm on top. You have to take a temperature for your, the back of your hand on the monitor. Like, yeah, he needs a break. <laughs> Put a, a little oscillating fan behind. Because they didn't have fans. They didn't at all. They I just broke. They just it broke. just worked, and then it didn't work anymore. I, what I liked about old computers uh, was they had like a hard on-off switch. Yeah, like that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was a black. It was like turning off an amp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, it, it was clicked, a click, an audible click. <laughs> you could have your back to the computer and go. Did you just turn? You turned it off. Okay. I heard it. No, I heard it. You don't have to tell me. I heard it. You're in another room. <laughs> Who turned the computer off? I heard the click. Sounded like a tap shoe on a linoleum floor. You snap that computer off. Nowadays, you have to press and hold for fucking the, ten seconds. The idea yeah, like, of a Jesus button. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's as flat as the keyboard, oh, and you God. hold it. And sometimes the computer's like, no, nope. 
Nope. It's going to rainbow wheel for 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just going to shut the lid on. That was the first thing that I noticed was the beginning of the computer's takeover is when on DVDs you'd go skip. You'd want to skip a preview or skip yes. the FBI. And it would say not allowed. You couldn't do that And shit. you're like, excuse me? What? What is this, Skynet? <laughs> you can't fucking tell me you're not. I have, I, you're in my house. You're going to tell me I have to watch this the warning. fucking. Yeah. yeah, that's important. The mm. Batman Forever re-release. Oh, God. <laughs> Preview. Anyway, pornography. I guess we can go back to the Playboys and the, yes. and the boobies and, and loving older women uh, mm. and loving women. And uh, what the thing I was going to tell you about Playboys was asking my father. And then the second step of that was I asked, we were going to steal one. Me and my friend Opie. From a, a store? A or? store. Okay. We were going to steal one from a store. Because uh, his father had pornography, but it was a forum. Like the literary man's pornography. <laughs> forum was just like, dear penthouse forum, yesterday you ain't going <laughs> to believe this. This, uh, this woman moved in next door and she's always naked. And I went by to borrow some butter and she blew me. <laughs> you know, it's just like, is that real? But I would read it, and that's before I knew what jerking it was, and I would just read it with a huge boner. I'd just read it like I was looking for water. Just this thing <laughs> projecting from me, and it would bend certain ways where moisture was. And then, and then I went into that store, the corner store in Lexington, uh, Massachusetts. still there. I think it's actually gone. And we went in, and me and my friend Opie, we were like, we would like, we were going to steal one, but we don't want to. Will you... Will you sell us one? We'll give you twenty dollars for a Playboy. Twenty bucks, and he and it was probably you know six bucks. Yeah, and he goes, uh, I, I'll never forget. He goes, uh, those things will make you cross-eyed. That's what he said. And we're like, hey, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I just want to be. Like, uh, that's very sweet. We're coming to you as men. You know what I mean? We biked eleven miles here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We shoot you straight. Two days later, we came and stole one. You know what I mean? You did what you had to do. We did what we had to That's do. That's right. Do you know what tits were? I wish I wanted something as badly as I wanted tits back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of goes back to what you were saying. Is you don't even have a type yet. You're just kind of At all. generally horny. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's, there's a little bit of a sad... I'm going to put this to you. <clears throat> so I met my wife. My wife, look at my wife, looking back now, not my type, not my type. I didn't know that, though. So I was married to her for six happy years. We, I didn't even know what good sex was. That's also true. That's part two. It wasn't my type, but I didn't know. You know, I kind of had an idea because the pornography that I would occasionally look at was completely different from her. Right. Uh, that, that, that's, that, hey, hey, fellas, to the fellas listening, that's a tip. That's a tip. Two, uh, we didn't really have good sex, but I didn't really know what good sex was. So what I'm saying and what I'm putting to you is when you're young and when you don't know any better, that's almost like the cradle of like a, a long, unfulfilled, but long, stupid marriage, p- potentially. Yes. But then once you get out there and you sample all the different, the Whitman samplers, you're like, this one has coconut, this <laughs> yeah. one has almond, this one's Asian. <laughs> Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've never had the Asian. Uh, go on. Uh, what do you think about that? Go on, as I've been talking. I uh, I do find it fascinating that back then you will find any reason to find that person attractive. And yes. as we get older, we take it for granted. And then we, the opposite is true. We find any reason, if you're in a bad relationship to specifically, not. to not yeah. find yeah, To yeah, find yeah. everything that is unattractive about that person. I was just thinking about that. The degradation of love is one of the most troubling 
things that's ha- that's that's the core of Hurt Linda. That's what's so scary about Hurt Linda <laughs> is I was thinking about this girl that I was just crazy about, and I literally went into my own subconscious, and I'm not like advocating this, but I notice now when I look in her file, all there's been a lot of stuff blacked out. You know, like CIA stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the parts about how, how much I loved her or how much. And I'm trying to get to a place where I can just own, yeah, I was fucking crazy about her. Here's what was great about her. Then have like another file that's like, and this is what was nuts about her. This is what I hated about her. But unfortunately, human beings, I think, want to delete files, shred things. It's, you know, it's like Watergate. We're like shredding massive memories. You know what I mean? And just being like, no, she was evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like an alcoholic uh, yeah. to stop drinking will, will tell himself that alcohol is evil. And that's great if that works for you. But we do that with people, too. I do that with people. Yeah. Where really, you know, the alcoholic, and I'm, I'm not saying you should drink. Nobody thinks I'm saying that. Had some great times with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Had there some, was a reason they became. Right. Well. But, more than one. Yeah, yeah, sure. One the genetics and stuff. Sure. Like one, it also just, there was probably a night before you got the nickname toilet drinker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you mean Sammy toilet drinker? He's got a problem. <laughs> you know, before that fateful night in Tijuana, you had some nice times. You had conversations where white wine really opened up the conversation with your yes. now wife. Uh, so anyway. Well, I, you know, I too had, uh, have a type. Uh, well, I would say I'm certainly attracted and I've dated all kinds of well you're the king of ladies we need I, to get to that you're I mean I appreciate king. that but not really but I call, I appreciate I call it. you the king I'm you sorry do. I didn't really give you a good intro you're Ryan I don't do intros on the show you're, you're Ryan we didn't even know if we were recording so. you are so funny you're so naturally funny I love it <laughs> Uh, you are the king because you're like, I'm sorry to make you awkward, but you're a stand-up dude, solid dude, old school dude, the kind of dude I just don't see this dude. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. so many other types. You know what I mean? You see other, you're like, there's that guy. And as Bill Burr, I love this line of his. He's like, we already have that guy. We have like 30 of those guys. Very few kings. So you're you're the king. I do appreciate (laughs) it. I am am highly honored to uh, have that bestowed upon me, especially from you. I appreciate that. Um, So, you know, I'm generally attracted to dark skin, dark hair. Not just black girls, Latinas. Some Filipinas are dark skin, dark hair. But. You know, and I'm sure the the right one could be out there somewhere. There's millions of people, but those relationships, those experiences haven't gone well because I've gone for what my physical type is. And now that I'm 40, you know, getting older, King. Th- things change. You look great. I would never would have guessed. I appreciate that, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> just, um, just a real moment. <laughs> <laughs> now it is no longer. You know, certainly still physical. Uh, uh, traits, but now sure. it's it's personality and emotional traits are a big one. You know, people that can you wised up. Would you say I wised up? But I'm also you know I'm a ball buster, so it's funny when you're in a good mood. But that same exact response when you're pissed off just makes me a dick. Yeah. So I also need someone who can you know see like look, he loves me. He's awesome. Right. He's just an asshole right now. I'll right. get over it, and you know. Everything will be fine. That's in, interesting. In Ten minutes. I'm also, that became more important. I love that. And now I'm with you know my well, and I wanted to tell you because I am with my girlfriend who was an ex from two years ago, which I've never, I've never gone really? back. Have you ever gone back to a I've relationship? Never gone back. I've never gone back because of that CIA thing we've talked, we just mm-hmm. talked about. I go back to the files. I was like, I'm not sure. I didn't do that with every. I have good friends. 
better exes, but never gone back romantically. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. Uh, I was telling her, I was like, this sort of seems like somebody's like, hey, man, you see that plane over there that just crashed and burned? Go get on that. We'll see if we can get you to Cleveland. <laughs> So it's been interesting. You're you're the show enjoyable you, so far. You're the show lost if instead of <laughs> instead of the smoke monster in the hatch, they just tried to rebuild the plane. We're gonna make this oceanic nah, flight. Now nah, we're gonna take make this again. We'll, we'll row least, it if we have to. We'll at least make a boat. I was just gonna say, we'll at least make a boat. Right? You went back. Who Come ended on. it the first time? She did. I I didn't want out of it. She did. So I, you know, I worked on myself for two years. I also, you know, I don't, I've never wanted to be that person because it's easy to always blame. Well, they're crazy. They're this, they're that. It's so so easy. Right. But if something's not working, there is 50%. Let's maybe it's not 50%, whatever the fucking percentage is. You bring your shit to it. And I know that uh, we are who we are and we are not going to change who we are, but we can get better about certain things. So I wanted to try to diminish my, um, you know, bad quarters. Yes, to you know, buffer them down, buffer them down a little bit. Thank you. Learn which cabinet to keep. Yeah, they're still still there. Like, uh, yeah, it's still there, and they're still going to come out. Yeah, you have this mess of a closet, and you organize the closet, and she's like, I still see (laughs) you being grumpy in the morning, or whatever your fault is. It's over there, but it's next to the shoes now. Yeah. That's, yeah, and that's better. That's what you can do. I'm trying to get it like back behind the sit and spin. You know, I'm trying yeah, to get yeah, it deeper. Yeah, 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 but yeah, it, the shoes is fine. Next shoes, to the shoes, shoes it's right okay. now. It's good right Put now. Put it by the exercise equipment. That's your goal. Yeah. That's your goal. Yeah, sit so, and spin. So, I love that you just call it a sit and spin exercise. <laughs> <laughs> what is a sit and spin? Do you remember we used to be a little plastic thing you'd sit on and you just spin yourself uh, around. It's like an individual spinner on the fucking floor. The lonely spinner. <laughs> From the makers of the Lonely Jungle Gym. You know what? Watch. Someone will yeah. re-release it as a yeah. core. I'm doing my core workout. Just I spitting it on your core. Right. From the makers of Monkey Bar. <laughs> just one. Just one bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And swing. <laughs> it's a sad day. Oh. So did you, you pursued her then after two? Or did she? She pursued. Oh, I, I'm she telling said, you, I, I would. King. Yes, I would not put. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't have bet money on it. I wouldn't have put a buck on it that really? it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. but um, you got to Cleveland. I got to Cleveland. Damn it, <laughs> I got to. <laughs> you're, you're the, I mean, the, the floats were coming out. The slide, everything was. Had to, the fire department like a, was waiting. Stewardess's head washed by, and you're just like, yeah, this is over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got on that plane, and now you're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cleveland's nice. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the flaps. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. Oh. So she came after you. She did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I was I was surprised, but I I took it uh I took it slowly and I, I you know, um I was I was going to therapy for two years and I enjoyed it. I also it was important too because when you're in a relationship That was your first therapy? No, God, no. Okay. No. Um, you know, when you're in a relationship, that mundane day-to-day bitching, just it wears on people. Of course. And if you have a therapist, even if it's just a vent for 10 minutes on that crap, it's at least someone else where you right. feel like you've gotten it off your chest. and You don't need to bring it home yeah. to this person because they're just like, right. Jesus, again? It's a good pitch. It's a good pitch. It is. It's the day in, day out of all of it, actually. Yes. You just made me realize I was driving here and I saw a couple... 
they, these are relationships. It, they haunt me. The thought of them haunt me. It's it's this desire for uh, permanence, not to get too uh, new agey or touchy feely or whatever. We want everything to last forever. That's why I was saying the degradation of relationships is so troubling because it's like a death. It's like it's like yes. a loss. So, but there's also decay, which is very troubling to us. I'm in the car. I didn't see anyone arguing. I didn't see anything bad. What I saw was. Uh, a rental car, you, and I've said this on the show before, it's one of my little fun facts. Uh, rental cars have UPC symbols on them, so you can often tell who's not mm. from here. Okay. So I have UPC symbols on the window. Not always true, but sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it, somebody told me, somebody emailed me and was like, it can also mean gated community. I didn't know that. Some gated community. No. So it can also mean sign of the devil. So <laughs> you're, I saw this couple, so they're, they're visiting L.A. apparently, and it's a man driving, and it's a woman, and they're probably in their mid-50s, okay. early 50s. And uh, not, nothing, nothing to Just straight ahead. Yeah, but it, that's, like, it wasn't even nothing like they weren't doing anything. But they really weren't doing anything. But even that, if you're, if you're really listening to your subconscious and, and paying attention to your emotions, I think it's interesting to notice how many things are on some level traumatizing you. Like on a level that we don't recognize, that it doesn't show up on our Richter scale. But I saw this couple, no fight, no death in the eyes. One wasn't looking one way, one wasn't looking away from the other. You know what I mean? Just two old people sitting in a car, and this is all that was happening. He was driving without his hands on the wheel because it was traffic. But like it wasn't that slow that he would have – he was kind of doing it. And in that moment, I, I just hypothesized that he – would have loved a time when if he did that, the girl, because men are weak and need compliments and stuff, would have we been do. like, look at you, you're cool. Look at you driving with yeah. all your hands on the wheel. But instead he's doing it and he's with Barb. And Bar- <laughs> Barb has been to the puppet show and seen the strings. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's not impressed. She's, in fact, she's not Put impressed. Put your hands on the with, wheel, yeah. Daryl. Daryl. In fact, it is annoying. The very thing that lured Barb in to Daryl is now annoying. Yes. The well is poison. Yes. Or sense change. Things You've got change. arthritis, Daryl. Grab the wheel. Grab the I can't. You're making me anxious. I'm, I'm getting nervous. You know what I mean? Because there are things that Daryl do, is doing in his life that he's not aware of that are attacking her. And she doesn't know how to communicate that either. She doesn't even acknowledge that in her mind. I don't mean to get too deep. I'm just saying your subconscious is angry at Daryl for reasons you can't explain. But you do know he's not grabbing that goddamn wheel. So put your hand on <laughs> the Meanwhile, Daryl's a boy. Daryl is still a boy. He's and still Darryl, 10 years old with raging child. hormones. He's got the hormones. Yes. He's got fi- It's American beauty style. He's lusting after cheerleaders. He's lusting not just fucking, that's too easy, sex and pussy and young girls and all that stuff. He wants fucking Barb to think he's cool again. You know what I mean? Yes. Even stupid shit. Those happy relationships. Emily Gordon and Kumail are my, my go-to. And when I hang out with Emily and Kumail and like a couple other comedians, Emily is amazing. It's natural. She doesn't do it. It's not forced. She pays everyone attention. She's just kind of an outward person. She knows that she she understood something that not all women need to understand. And, And it breaks my heart to see somebody doing this artificially. But she just naturally has that sort of acknowledgement that men are boys and we're idiots and we're needy and we're as fragile, if not more fragile than women. And if I make a little joke, even you don't have to laugh at it, but acknowledge it or say it. It's just fucking sad, pathetic, like reverse parenting stuff, like yeah. parenting stuff. And I see it. 
And Kumail wouldn't mind me saying, I see that sort of nurturing. Kumail will be like, Emily, when we get home, can I have... <laughs> I've literally heard him say, like, before we go home, can we stop and get a burrito? And she's like, yeah. And, it, and I know that kind of sounds pathetic or something, but it's not. I see it and I'm like, she gets it. She gets it sometimes, men. The guy that I just saw kill on stage is now like, can I get a burrito? Right, yeah. That's not all he brings to the table, but I don't know how I got off on that. So I saw that, that, that couple... And again, I would just like decay. Decay of relationships is troubling. Yes, it absolutely is. I don't even know why. Um, I just I, now I just throw that to you. Well, no, <laughs> and, and and one of the things I had gone back to uh, my therapist to talk about was not only decay, but you know, here I am for two years, you know, part you know part of the time, a lot of the time, um, dealing with that breakup now, mm-hmm. and that one in particular, right? And I was like. I wanted to know. I wanted an honest answer. Do you think I'm batshit crazy? Because I've never done this before, to go back to this relationship. You said that to who? To my therapist. Okay. I was like, I want an honest opinion. You know, step outside the fucking thing here and break me down. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, look, here's my here's what I'm saying. You know, it, it, the only true way to know is to do it. And if, you know, you've both worked on yourselves, then, you know, and, and he was straight. Because we are who we are. That's it. You're not going to get a fixer-upper and, and make the – you're just not. You get what you need to get because that's what you're going to get. Yep. And um, – That is what you're going to get. That's it. That's what you're going to get. Uh, you're reminding me of, of the necessity of surrender sometimes. It breaks my heart sometimes. My mother and father, I think, to a certain extent, any long relationship, they're still together. I think go like, I accepted him. <laughs> yeah, well, some do accept. Yeah, but some, like, some if you're gonna go that. buy a used Camaro, you're buying a used Camaro. It, right. You're not gonna fix the fucking thing up. It's not gonna get better right. gas mileage. Right. It's right. not gonna be the car that you want to pull up at the wedding or whatever. Right. Unless it depends on who you are. You better be the sort of person that will find a way to go. I have to stop for gas more, but I like that. It helps me slow down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's how your brain better work when you're buying a used Camaro. And then maybe you will be happy with it. You will be happy with it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so yeah. So, you said you won't know until you do it. You got to do it. Great advice. That's it. You know, it really is that. You know, I I think we're all looking, especially you you were just uh, talking about the male approval. That's what we're looking for. We want to be right. We want to you want to feel like someone else thinks we're right and special and special. And you're looking for this deep answer. And the guy's like, there's one way to figure it out. Yeah. You know but what I mean? Here's what makes you the king, though. And this is this is a quality of the king is <laughs> a lot of people, myself included in the past. I'd like to I know I'm better now. I'm going to be positive right there. I know I'm better. Can't trust themselves. Meaning the king can go. I will get back with this girl. And if it's wrong, I will leave. Uh, somebody yes. less than the king, like myself, certainly in the past, working harder to be more like the king, uh, can't trust himself because he'll get into that sort of situation. He'll realize he has to hurt Linda all day. <laughs> but, he can, but he can't do it. He can't do it. I've been, in, I've been that person more than once where I'm like, I know what I have to do, and I can't uh, nut up. I don't know what to say. I can't be a man about this and, t- and hurt somebody. I, instead, what I'll do is draw it out, and, and then I'll be trapped, and I'll be trapping them as well. It's 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 in a month. It's like you won the lottery of pain, and instead of one big settlement, yeah, you're, you're like, going to take you, fifty yeah, yearly yeah. pain. <laughs> Give me the yearly, fifty, 50 yearly payments for once a year of ten grand. <laughs> I want ten grand a month. 
when really a breakup is a much more satisfying 500,000. It really is. It's here and like, done and it's over with. Yeah. We took the taxes out. <laughs> it's not as much as you wanted. But you're done. But you're done. So you, though, I believe you can get back with this person. And I bet your therapist knows. And if it doesn't, if it goes sideways, you go, this is fucked. Yes. And the king's going to bounce. That would have to. And she broke up with you. So you know that if it's not working for her, she'll be honest. Yeah, she is- would be. That. And that's that's the other important thing is for me, and I'm only I only speak for myself. But and I love that you call me the king. It's hilarious because I've never been married or anything. I've waited this goddamn long to yeah, do sure. all of this. But sure. uh, I um, that's important. Is I you know my father was that way. Um, he was just no. He he was very he was loving, but he was honest. Like when we played sports, if after a game you didn't have your best game, that's what he would say. Yeah. You didn't play your best today. He didn't say you sucked or anything. Right. It was he wasn't like, mean about it. It wasn't your best. It wasn't your best. Right. You know, you want to strive for your best or make your best better. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a valuable thing. Yeah. And I need that back. You know what I mean? I need that back. I need you to be cut and dry. And that's one of the also one of the issues that she has with me is that I am so cut and dry. She's like, can you paint it up a little bit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you put a little lipstick on it or, you know? Well, that's what makes you so appealing to me is that uh, I recently told my writers on the show, I was like, here's my impression of me hating your pitch. I like that. (laughs) I just, because I'm all, I have a lot of paint. <clears throat> the truth is, is, is that like I'm trying to frame it at, from a place like let's say I like it and then try and make it so I actually do like it. Um, but that's not always the best thing in interpersonal relationships. Uh, but to that point, I remember there was something that I was working with a friend on and I was like, do you think the commercial breaks are right for this? And he was like, they're fine. But the truth was that it, it, they're either right or they're wrong. So if they're right, say they're perfect. Like that's something I – is that something your girlfriend would agree with? It's like help me yes. give it some lipstick. Say yes. it's perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, no. I do – that's what I or, – or I'll say the opposite. I'm like I don't like it. <laughs> and then she's like, could you just be like it's, – it's, you know, it's not bad, but yeah, it's not okay. my favorite. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, she's – She's a little softer, you know what I mean. So well, that's probably good for you. Yeah, it is good for me. It's it's a good exercise for me to to not be, you know, me all the time. Right. You know, take a little edge off is of a, is a good thing. Take it's, the crown off. Yeah, take the crown off. Just tilt it to the side a little bit. It can be tilted to the side but once in a while you... in the evenings in the PM when no one's looking. Post put, put the scepter on the night, <laughs> yeah, night stand. Yeah. Just fucking relax. Put your feet up. It's good to be king, but it's hard it's, to be yeah, king. It's hard to be king. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to be king. <laughs> My, my my problem with being so decisive, with, let's take a writer's pitch, for example. Okay. I say I don't like it. Often, three, four, five, 40 minutes later, uh, three, four, five, or 40 <laughs> minutes later, I'll realize I do like it. It goes back to not trusting myself, and that goes back to why it's so appealing. When someone says, I don't like it, you're dealing with someone whose chemistry doesn't change as much. I need that time to consider it, I suppose. So I start with I like it as a placeholder, and then it's going to take me a while to figure out if I actually like it. So in some situation with a girlfriend, if she's like, um, what if we painted the living room gold, right? I, I, that's, that's easy. I could be like, that's gaudy and I hate it. Right, yes. Um, but often she'll be like, you know, in this pretend scenario, what if we paint it orange? And I don't like it right away. But then I start thinking about it. 
And then I'm like, how am I with colors? Well, it's often like a mood thing. Maybe I'll like an orange room if I'm in a good mood. Right now I'm not in a good <laughs> yeah. mood and I feel more like a gray room. But don't I want people to think I'm an orange kind of person? Like when they come, and will orange make me feel like more of an orange kind of person? And then like, but that also just kind of like makes me feel like a, like a coward or something. It's more appealing to be like, nah, I don't really like orange. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. girls like that too. Yeah. And I'm a girly guy, and that's why I like you. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? I'm I like, love you. <laughs> I I, uh, <laughs> here comes more pre-cum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at, at what point, at what amount of pre-cum has it just come? <laughs> You're just like, that's now come. It's now officially come. <laughs> um, one of my, uh, to, to yours as well, one of my uh, problems, I will call it a problem, is that like if she goes, what if we paint this gold? I will immediately go, gold? But it's my way of thinking out loud first, but I really should just shut my mouth and say that internally, but I can't because it immediately makes her know like Yeah. But my but I, I don't immediately by saying it that way, I don't immediately hate it. I just I I'm basically saying, let me think about that shit sure. for a second. Sure. Nah, I don't fucking want to do gold. But I feel like when we're when we're not to be morbid, but we're at your funeral, you know what I mean? People are gonna be like, I, I just loved that he we knew. You know what I mean? Nobody at my funeral is going to be like, I like that Pete would, you know, dance around the topic. (laughs) (laughs) That's not like a quality. They'll let you out with like one eye open. Like, look at him. Look at him now. Look at him now. He's not even sure if he's dead. (laughs) Not sure. He might come back. He's waiting to see if we prefer him dead. He's keeping an eye on shit here right now. All right. Somebody close that. That is is truly terrifying. Can we put a silver dollar on that? (laughs) it's going fast is that good or bad Uh, (laughs) so we've covered decisiveness oh jesus how long have you been with this uh lady well we were together two years prior and it's been what seven months now i think it's been now yeah so it's you know it's where it's gonna be and is she it's great dark hair no she's she's a blonde uh white white girl white lady uh, and she has a mixed kid uh-huh. So I always thought I tell her all the time, like I always thought I would end up with a mixed kid. You I just did. didn't think it was somebody else's. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, go. yeah, and I talk about that stuff on stage. It's just it's it, he's he's a great kid. I love him. I love yeah, him to yeah, death. Yeah. yeah, he's a good one. That's great. Um, but if we could for a second, I wanted to go back to we can uh, do whatever you want. Wanted to go back to asking you about your, you know, our the sexual education. Like yeah. for me. Um, where it all started, I was grounded a lot. I, I was punished all the fucking time. Um, where, where are we? We're in middle school, especially now, si- sixth grade. Like geographically. Oh, in uh, Maryland. Okay. And um, I would I had a Sony Walkman that had a radio and a cassette. You know, I was the sh- I thought I was the shit. <laughs> was it the sports one? Yeah, it was with the, the orange. It was yellow with the gray clip over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, had, it, well, it, it looked like clothes. it could be waterproof, but it definitely was not waterproof. <laughs> it wasn't even so wetproof. They were in Japan going, <laughs> we looked it up. There's no law to making it look waterproof. <laughs> Yeah. It's not. It really did look. It, it totally, looks indestructible. It it's did, not. It did. It it's did. Not. It did. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the exact one. Yellow that had the gray. I also had a, like a silver one, but then the yellow one came out, and I was like, Oh yellow my fuck god! Now there are see-through cassettes. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The see-through so, yellow cassette too. There was one that had like kind of like uh, almost Saved by the Bell opening credits graffiti on the tape. I remember that one. Oh, you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Please keep going. Um, uh, so at night I would listen Grounded. to Doctor Ruth. That was my love line. Yeah. You know, and it was this older lady uh, who need, sex need, talk. You yeah. need to lick at the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of stuff. Dude, Doctor Ruth was the shit. Yeah. And I tell you know I tell people like. That's also when I I say I want to say discovered masturbation. I love that we say discovered like we're out on a fucking safari or yeah. some shit looking for masturbation. It is like finding you know the last. You're like what sarcophagus? sarcophagus? <laughs> it's like finding an Egypt tomb. Yes, an Egyptian tomb. <laughs> um, and you know at this point I'm well versed in you know how what the process is of masturbation yeah. and i'm listening to these callers and i used to say i would masturbate not to her yep. but these girls Nothing would call in you didn't know what she looked no, like i had no that's right until i saw all you heard it. was an accent <laughs> and then you're like i've been jerking it to this the fucking <laughs> i remember uh, sam kinnison's joke said doctor what he said that day of dr ruth he goes does anybody feel like there's a night manager at a hagen dolls missing somewhere that shit used to make me laugh so hard she looks like the leprechaun for a leprechaun <laughs> she does she's a scary woman she's so um but but she was so instrumental in learning everything i learned i i was glad to be punished yeah, I would go to bed at night and I would listen to her and these girls would call in and they would, you know, like, um, I just want to know, you know, I gave my boyfriend oral sex. I'm like, yeah, you fucking did. Ah, and I would just get on it. To there that. you go. Yeah, it was that fantastic. Was Wait, was that was just on the regular just radio? Just a regular radio. No serious back then. It was just you with a... That's right, buddy. That's incredible. That reminds mm. me of my first... See, how old are you at that time? You're 11, you said? Sixth grade, seventh yeah. grade, yeah. That was the time when I realized there were local sex lines you could call. And uh, uh-huh. I, I've maybe told the story on the phone before, but it was just a regular 617 number. And it was 5504SEX, right? And I would call still it. Remember. Yeah, I still remember it. <laughs> I don't know it's it traumatic. <laughs> I only called it once. And I called it in the morning. And all I said was, uh, what are you wearing? And she said, nothing. <laughs> I was like, well, tell me. I said, what do you look like? And she goes, it was probably, she probably sounded like a girl because I was so young. I was like, well, what do you look like? She was like, 36, 44. 30. And I was like, I don't, you just said number. Yeah, I hate I'm math. I'm in middle school. I hate math. You're bringing, don't bring math into doing? this. I'm paying to get an erection, not you, lose one. If you had said big old boobies, would be done. Would be done. Just keep here. repeating titties until yeah. I tell you I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's phone sex for, for junior high kids. That's all titties, 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 titties. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Done. So much, so much pre-cum. <laughs> uh, but that's brilliant. Oh. You're, you're, and you learned a lot. I did learn a that lot. That sounds like the beginning of the education that leads you to become the king. That it, I would have to absolutely credit, um, you know, it to that. Yes, yeah. I, I, it really it, it made me learn. So I, I was like, "Whoa, girls go through what?" Yeah, you yeah. know, and and also, you know, I have. So the other thing too is growing up, I have two brothers. I have a younger brother and I have a twin brother. Mm. Um, and I always say that we're fraternal twins, but we did have identical twin beds. Uh, which we laid in <laughs> side by side. No. So when you know we started, we, we I was born in uh, in Baltimore in the city, and we lived there. My parents weren't expecting twins, but they got twins. How, was he hiding? <laughs> 
I don't I I don't remember the whole situation, uh, but I yeah they have twins and then he's giving the ultrasound back there. like uh, well, this is half of your uh, uterus. Uh, there's <laughs> one and we're done. You want me to do the other half? Might be curled up in the corner over there, but I can't tell. Um, so you know, not expecting two. At, at once. Yeah. It was a lot for new parents. Surprise. And uh, so they waited to, uh, not quite four years, almost four years, to have my brother. And that's when we then moved out of the city for more room and blah, blah, blah. So that's when also I began to be roommates with my twin brother. So you have two boys, same age, within a few months of each other going through the same shit, okay? Mm-hmm. And my parents got a divorce in fifth grade. And we moved for a moment. Um, oh, here's something coming up that I we got to look at. Yeah. We move in in sixth grade, and that's when all of the every body discovering happened. Mm-hmm. And my brother, my twin brother Derek, said to my mom, "I want my own room this time because it had been my younger brother Todd." And she's like, "Okay, so now I'm rooming with Todd, and we're in bunk beds." And that's when I had personal. You know, discovery, we'll call it. Yeah, you found and, the sarcophagus. Yeah, exactly. I found the like, shit out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kept rediscovering yeah. it. <laughs> and the beds were shaking, ah, you know. Ah, and then my mother quickly realized, yeah, that's that's a failed experiment. One year, and that was done yeah. right back to... Uh, the two pervs together. Yes, the two pervs together Better going du- through this dueling puberty banjos. shit. Yeah. <laughs> dueling hand, hand jokes. I will never forget. We're laying in bed one night. Now, we had a, a little house in Maryland. It was no air. It was hot as shit. So we would get under our covers, and we would lay there and sweat for like 20 minutes and then pull them off so it felt cool and then try to fall asleep before we got hot again. Brilliant. That was that was our move. Wow. But once we got That's under like those raising covers, Arizona, we ate sand. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. Once you got under the covers, that's when I was like, "Well, while I'm under here for 20 minutes, I I'm got just time to knock this out." Yeah, my brother's over there under his covers, probably doing the same yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm already wet, right? Yeah. So you're 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 being very honest about something that I don't think people talk about. But that I have friends, still good friends of mine, that we would like. It's, we didn't uh, jerk it in the same rooms or anything, but it was just like allotted jerking time. Yeah, you know what I mean. We we would be like. I remember my parents took us camping. He was like a family friend, and would go and shower uh you know in these campground of america sort of showers i'd take the far shower and he'd go down the way and would be laughing and talking and then there'd be a lull for about <laughs> that shit got quiet yeah, for, 20 for about minutes. Fu- 20 minutes because because we're with my fucking parents all right. day yeah. and all we're thinking about is an exit strategy how can i find a moment how can i find my maryland bed sheet yeah that's all that's i right. wanted it's like my own little personal pup tent. Yeah, the jerk sheet. Pull tent, yeah. And, and, and the pole. And you, that's and right. You rubbed the pole and then the tent came down. And, uh, you know, so we're growing up, neck, you know, f- literally and physically next to each other. Yeah. And one night, I still never let him hear the end of this. One night, I hear him go, cool, I have anal hairs. And I was like, What? And now, mind blown one, because he's over there feeling around in his ass. I hadn't even bothered to explore that part of my body yet. And two, I had no idea we were going to get anal hairs. Like, I didn't know hair grew around that thing. I was like, what? That's going to happen? So it was kind of like a weird science experiment. We're like, wait, wait, that's going to happen? He's like, yeah, that's happened. And it wasn't for me at the time. So it was a couple of months later, and I'm like, 
Damn, if that shit didn't happen. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I couldn't believe you it. You had a little uh, carbon copy that right could next go through to the things before you. Right next to My, me. The, the same lull friend, shower lull, we'll call him, he, like, he was the one that told me about jerking it, uh, and he was the one that uh, prophesied pubes and stuff. I, I, it's so weird to think there was a time we didn't have pubes. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? Yes. We were just walking around completely gross. I remember, again, sixth grade, I remember that was the first time after gym they made a shower. We had to shower mm-hmm. after gym. So, you know, there were, the, there were the kids that didn't care about it, and then there were the kids that did, and they hunched over and they sprinted, or they would even run. The, the rule was you had to at least go through the water. They would make you do it. Yeah. And some kids would run through in their tidy whities and they'd be like, you can't do that. You can't get your clothes wet, and it's like it's kind of weird. And then the gym teacher standing yeah, there handing a, a towel. There going, yeah. To take off your supervising drawers. the shower. Yeah. But I do remember at that time, I, I, it's f- so fucking funny you said that because seventh grade, maybe eighth grade. You know, I have pubic hair, but I remember getting in the shower and seeing a kid that didn't. And the, my thought was, oh man, it's been so long since I've seen mine without that. Yeah. I forgot they looked like that. That's right. I it's totally like, forgot. I remember like having that. that thought when I was a kid, remembering what it was like when I had just learned how to read and going, oh, there was a time when I couldn't read. You know what I mean? I used to see the word brown on your stove there and go, what is that all about? What are these symbols? You know what I mean? Right. So it's weird how quickly you adjust. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to the, okay, so pubes. And it actually kind of goes back to shirts and skins. I didn't have the naked shower thing. I'm grateful for that. But we did have the wet dream thing, which we, I remember everyone was waiting for them to. I remember my friend in seventh grade called me the day after he had <laughs> wet dream. And he was like. Uh, Picked up a phone with a cord, pushed he, some buttons. He dialed it from memory. <laughs> It rang in my whole house. All, all six, every room. all six of the Holmes family houses rang. I, I might be overshooting that. One of them was cordless and in the couch. Like, can't quite find but all it. the other ones were that just little. Yeah. the one that laid on the table and didn't have a base. It just hung up when you set it on a table. The time life free phone. And then you'd find the cordless one in the couch when it would go low battery yeah. and be like, and the metal antennas broke and it caught you and uh, shit. Yeah. A huge <laughs> World War II metal antenna. You're given coordinates to where to bomb. He calls me on that phone and he's like, I had my wet dream last night. And I think, I, I'm trying to remember, I'm being honest with you, I don't think I remember exactly if I had mine. I might have said, no, I did have it. I, I had one. And I woke up and I told my friend Matt, who was kind of... He was the alpha. I don't begrudge him. There's going to be some alpha. Yeah. I look back on him and I'm like, what a douche. But like really, somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody had to be the king of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, somebody so, had to have it first. I shouldn't have even said king because he was a douche. But like he called and he was like, congratulations. Almost, like so creepy. This is just the – you know what this whole conversation to be called? The creepy secret lives of junior high. That's what's happening. Yeah. He's calling me on the six house phones. I pick up and he goes, congratulations. Uh and then he said, Eric is the, is the only one of us who hasn't had it now. Like, he was compiling a list. Just like girls are probably yeah. in their period. And he was probably glad that he wasn't the last guy. I for, know. for whatever reason, whatever shit he's right. over there going through, it was important for him not to be the dude that had right. it last. Well, he had it first, which is a, a little right. weird. But also, I, I, I was like, were you humping the mattress? What are you doing? I had mine free range. Or <laughs> and I was jerking off. Free yeah, range. And I was jerking off so much. It's incredible that I... In my sleep, had right? the, had the stamina or need. Yes, you know what I mean. 
Yes. My therapist, we, we talk about not jerking it for a while. Since the TV show, I've kind of got, fallen, not fallen back, I don't want to judge it, but gone back to soothing myself however I can. You're doing a bunch of shows, you're coming home, there's no judgment. I'll, I'll eat Thai food and drink alone and jerk it and go Bless to bed you. and be like, yeah, yeah, fucking get out of my way. <laughs> you know what? To myself. I'm yeah. talking to the part yeah. of me that's like, Peter. Peter, come on, Peter. Hey, shut the fuck up, this Peter. Is, this is the Peter that just <laughs> delivered those shows. You can't tell this one what to do. I'll talk to you in the summer. You know what I mean? Like, you can show up when there's need for you. But so there's no judgment there. But uh, but we talk about not drinking. And my therapist, he said this to me, Dr. Gary Penn. He said this to me more than once. He goes, uh, if you stop drinking it as an adult, you'll actually go back to having a wet dream every once in a while. Really? And he's like, and it's and it's great. Apparently, this has happened to him. It's like. The thing about sexuality, what? In, I had no idea. In general, that I'm always trying to find the right balance is uh, there's a certain amount of, of masturbating that you can be like, that's normal and it's good, and I'm like glad. There are some jerk offs that I've had where I'm like, that was fantastic. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. It wasn't even trying to simulate another person. It was just me time, a hundred percent me time, and it was great. Um, you know, still it was kind of like simulating another person, of course. But then there's jerking off where you're just like doing it lazy. You're doing it for a million reasons. But the thing that I'm always talking about on this podcast is is coming to terms with and just being okay with being horny. Like, why does it have to be the hard switch in the back of the computer that you have to flip off? Can't you just leave it on? Can yeah. you just go around? And life is better. This is the thing that I found. Life is better when you're a little bit in the wind. You know what I mean? You have a need. You'll be a better lover. You'll be a better person uh, if you just make peace with all of your urges. Yeah. But we live in the society that's like a little bit hungry, fourth meal. Talk right. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, of course. A little yes. bit horny. Here's more orgy footage than the Caesars themselves <laughs> could have. Not even imagined, but like as a group <laughs> yeah. hypothesized. <laughs> and you have this whenever you want. It's on your phone. It's on. So like anyway, obviously I have a lot of thoughts about this. But like. Well, and it sometimes it just comes down to the simplicity of you sometimes just need to scratch an itch. Yes. And that's it. You Sex is fantastic. But sometimes you're like, I just want to get this, this out of me. I know yeah. what this is going to feel like. Yeah. I know it's going to feel fantastic. I know it's going to take me five fucking minutes. Five minutes. It's about time sometimes. Yeah. And then bang, bang. I'm done. And, and I'm back. I, 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 you know, I'm in the bathroom longer than that a lot of times. Yeah, sure. So here I go. I'm and out and I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm productive. Yeah. I'm energetic. Yeah. I sleep like a baby. It does help with the sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely does. But I'll, I'll tell you, sometimes there is even, I, I've been in relationships where I've used jerking off as my one pathetic little uh, me rebelling against them in some weird way. It's like instead of having sex, I'm going to jerk off. <laughs> I don't know why I told you that, but it, it was like, because, King, I had so many relationships where I was so powerless. When I talk about like sad dads or when I talk about the type of men uh, that wish their wife would notice they're not holding the wheel, I, I relate to that and I sympathize with that because I see in myself that my own potential to becoming a small person. I've done it before. I've shrunk before. And, uh, and then I have my own little private who I'm jerking off instead of having sex. And like she doesn't know. She doesn't care. Like you should be speaking your mind. You should be <laughs> – voicing your concerns if you have some nobody cares about your private shower time rebellion party you know what I yeah. mean? be the king speak your mind that brings us to how we met 
And I know we talked a little bit about this on my episode of The Crab Feast, but I don't mind recapping it, which was I met you at Jay Larson's out. Was that when we met? Yeah, the CD, yep. So we're recording a sketch for his CD. Uh, And you, at that point, King, I had just gotten out of a thing, a long thing, and then I was just kind of trying to date. And I I just remember looking back at that time being uh, so confused as to how to date. And I had met a girl at a bar. I knew her a little bit. Uh, and we hung out at a bar and we had drinks and it was just like a standard, what I as a child thought adulthood would be like. Okay. Grown-ups go to classy bars. It was like a, a, like a nicer <laughs> Like bar. a regal beagle. <laughs> <laughs> like a rig big. Adults go to the rig big. You buy a girl a drink. You buy her another drink. You buy her 30 more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It was not. It was not that. It was. We had a couple of drinks. We talked. Uh, I'm always interested in that weird, uh, that weird second language of like, when do our knees start resting on mm. each other? You know what I mean? When, when do you touch my elbow? When do you touch my elbow? Yeah. Because you're laughing, but then you touch my elbow. And it's funny, but at that time, that was all so new to me. It's still pretty new to me. But now I can tell you get a little better sense. You get a little better, better radar, and you're like, I think this person is interested or flirting. But there really is a time, even as adults, because I was, you know, when we met, I was still, I don't know, 31? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like three years ago. Uh, the touching elbow stuff was still kind of like, <laughs> what's up? Like, I didn't know what was going on. So I ended up making out with that girl that night. No, no orgasms, but we, we made out in a car, which I had never done before. Wow, ever? I, Even well, high school or anything, huh? Well, King, I didn't make out with somebody until, you know. I married her in college. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I, you're dealing with a pretty inexperienced person. So I made out with this girl in a car, and then I remember she was like offering oral sex. It was being offered. That's a hell of an offer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounded like a night of first. I would have jumped on all of them. <laughs> That's a hell of an offer. King. And I remember I, I declined because it was still I didn't decline. I wasn't like, no, thank you. I just Your didn't. dick's like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Uh, he's at the he's at the helm. <laughs> he uh I don't even know if Dick was into it, to be completely honest. He was like, This is crazy. We've never just met a girl at a bar. I he 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 can, you know, be a bit of my dick can be a bit of a pussy. Bit of a pussy. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure my dick can be, be a, a bit, bit of a, of a pussy. pussy. <laughs> it's true. But uh, I bet, you know, if we had gone for it, I'm sure things would have been fine. But, like, I didn't know if I wanted to do that and blah, blah, blah. So instead, I did what I thought. Now, listen to me now. This is post-King sessions. I think what I did was actually a little bit creepier. Uh, meaning, I wasn't even that really into her, but now we had made out. And then instead of just being honest and King-style, fuck this gold room, you know, I was like, uh, Pete style and I was like I called her the next day and asked her out and because then, you felt guilty because I felt like I owed her okay that old oft perpetuated bullshit thing sure that the girl didn't get anything out of making out with me she was in fact giving she was relenting something which isn't true uh, no because she was offering to do even more she was offering to do more yeah. she enjoyed it listen universe and listen <laughs> Just, old that's Pete. right she enjoyed it other Pete, shut the fuck up. Yes, that's right. And just go. Shut There's up. There's no law breaking here. Nobody, no one's getting hurt. This woman wants to offer you physical pleasure, Pete. Right, that's right. And nobody incurred a debt. That's you right. know what I mean? 
But back then, crazy, because here I am, what I say I was, 31, 32? 31, yeah. 31. So that's insane. You, most women out there would probably think that fellas that they meet at bars aren't, aren't being this way. But if, they're, if they were married most of their 20s and they don't know what they're doing, then you might run into one every once in a while. Yeah. So here I am, like, instead of just kind of letting it go, instead of getting the, the full lottery payment in one lump sum, this was a small lotto. This was like two numbers correct on the mega <laughs> Out of order. I don't even know if they, they pay like eight bucks. It's not a lot of rejection or grief. It's not a full day hurt, Linda. It's just, and then he didn't call. Who gives a shit? Who maybe gives she, a shit? Maybe she doesn't even want me to call. Right. Maybe that was it. Maybe she's like, I offered to blow him and he didn't even go up. What, this guy's dick is a pussy. I don't yeah. need this guy. So instead, though, I'm trying to do the quote, quote, right thing. Capital R, capital T. Uh, ask her out and then I meet you and I'm like what do I do when I pick this broad up do I (laughs) (laughs) I I love broad I love broad When I pick this brought up, do I go? Do I go to the door? Do I let her in? What do I do? Do I honk out front? What do I? How yo, do I pay? <laughs> yo! I'm picturing 1970s Brooklyn. <laughs> Pull up to the brownstone. Hey, Mr. P, you got a home? And he's like, I don't know about that. Kid. He just pulled up with no hands. <laughs> You're gonna love that <laughs> shit now. Oh my God! Laser light show. That was incredible. That was the the king. What is the ace of cake style king callback? All callbacks shall kneel to that callback. That's, that's you're gonna love that for now. Now you're gonna love. If it. I was a better host and wanted to leave at what has to be the peak of the show, I'd just retire the whole podcast. Now. Like, thank you. It's been a good run. Uh, but uh, but that's when I met you, and that's when it was invaluable to be like. And you said the great thing, and do you remember? I said I believe what I said was just because you're unsure of her doesn't mean you shouldn't be a gentleman. That's goddamn right. Yeah. So I did. And then you said, "Shut up." Ah, I want to hear what he has to say because right. there were other people chirping there was about in. Six guys in the yeah. room, and that that was one of those moments. I think that's the first words I may have spoken to you beyond the introduction. That's I right. think that's the day I met you. That is, yeah. and, I, and that's when I started calling you the king. I said, "Everyone, be quiet. I'd like to hear what the king." Is. <laughs> but there was a way you said it. You were calm. Everybody was else being like flailing like idiot comics, and and then you very calmly cut through everything. And then I wanted to hear what you had to say. That was one of those moments where I was like, if we could have written down that conversation ver- verbatim, we probably could have sold a pilot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm not just saying that like, like we're stoned. Like, it would have been great. I honestly was like, that's the sort of opening scene to an HBO series about six guys that all, or five guys that always meet and talk about their girl problems. You're 100% right you know about what I mean? that. Yeah. Because it was so clear who everyone was. I was the inexperienced guy who just got divorced and doesn't know. You're the king. Jay Larson's <laughs> this guy who dresses too well to be straight. <laughs> <laughs> you accessorize with white belts, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> gotta, kick, gotta kick Jay in the nuts. A lot of boats you're wearing, man. I'm not sure. When you said you were telling that story about your brother, you were like, this is going somewhere. Did we go there? Oh, you know what it was is... Uh, so after my parents um, split, they did get back together. No. One year later, my father. Okay, so 
you know, long story. Uh, my father, my father and mother started having marital problems right around the time we were in third grade. It's a bad time. You're old yeah. enough to, to. You're old enough to know what to log that, it. Yeah, that people aren't fucking liking each other right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you feel it. Yeah, you're and, old enough to have the hairs on the back of your neck. Up first, second grade, you don't have them. Third grade, they show up. They're standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're like, this is tense. Um, so my mother just. It's hard for people to hear. It's been hard to even put into stand-up. But she's not a good person. She's not. She bailed on the family. She cheated on my father. And then she just split. Now, most divorces, people just, they don't want to be with that other person. They still love their children. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my mother was, you know, she was, she disliked me. She's openly admitted to disliking me since I'm four. Oh my, um, my twin brother, she could w- w- have him or leave him, and then my younger brothers—that's the one kid she loves. Like that's the, w- and and I'm gonna put loves in in air quotes. So, you know, that's the one she like loves in the way that she that kind she of loves, loves. Which, yes, which isn't which isn't love. It's a shallow well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full of kerosene, <laughs> <laughs> and you're lowering that bucket, and you realize you could have just reached down oh, and touched just, the bottom. I lean over and scooped. Oh, oh, this is kerosene. Yeah, anybody want to light my hand on fire? So well, that's um, nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. So she, you know, they split, and then my father was just, you know, he was he didn't want to be apart from his kids. We didn't want to be apart from him. We, you know, we didn't even care for her at this point, and. She, they got back together. My dad was like, let's just work it out for the family. So they get back together. And it, that lasted a year. And then they were like, gone. Mm. So we, I wanted to live with my father. Close with your dad through all of Very this? close. My father was everything to us. Yeah. Everything to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And um, is this where we're getting the kingness? Because the, the portrait of a, of a mother that doesn't, that you said hates you. Hates doesn't seem like class act king well, stuff. Well, my father yeah. was the man. My father said, listen to me. And, it, and he laid it out straight. Like, don't hate or dislike women because of the way your mother is. Don't. You, they're, they're, this is one example. There are plenty of good ones. Look at your grandmother. Look at her sisters. Look at your friend's moms. Like, these are good women. Um, and he surrounded us by with them. Um and the same thing with race, you know, when we were growing up black and Asian. He's like, look, yeah, that's one bad person. There's white assholes, too, you know, just, you know. So it was those sorts of little tiny, you, you know, you look back and you're like, God, that's. It's a great lesson. It's a- huge. Allowing people to be individuals. Yeah. Allow them to be good or bad. Right. Allow that person to be who they are. Right, right, oh, right. they're an asshole. Okay. Right. Well, don't judge this group right. by that fucking idiot. Right, right, right. They might all be idiots. Right. But you got to go figure it out. Right. So, um,. They split. We I live love with that band. They might be idiots. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth interrupting you for that? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, it was. All right. So they split. Oh, sorry. You're drinking water. They split again for a second time. And we live with my father this time. And all this time, he's... Uh, I he, don't know why I'm picturing your dad as black. <laughs> I'm no. picturing your dad as like a classy, like big Afro black man from the 70s. That was actually him. <laughs> <laughs> no, white guy. Uh, Itali- so we're we're Italian American. Yeah, um, I know. I didn't think you were black. I just I just for him. Some reason, yeah, I don't know why. He's he's well, he's got that. He had in like an old black man soul, which I've been told I have uh, multiple times. Well, maybe that's what I'm picking up on is I, I almost file you under like a cool black guy. Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
<laughs> that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> I finally, after almost 40 years, you got the compliment that you didn't even dare articulate to yourself. Ryan, you're like a cool black <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, a comedian named Robbie Perone at the uh, Improv one night. He's a black guy. He came up to me. He's like, "You're one of the funniest black comedians I've ever met." Uh, I was like, "That is so fucking that's nice." That's great. That's great. Uh, anyway, so he was uh, he was a crew chief. He worked at what is now Ronald Reagan Airport. It was Washington uh, International, I think, back then. But uh, he worked for National Airlines as a crew chief. They got bought out by Pan Am. So he's driving from. You know, Maryland to we lived in Carroll County at the time and to D.C. It's, you know, hour each way. There's no cell phones back then. There's I'll be home at this time, you know, if traffic doesn't happen, whatever. Right, right, right. So we don't get to see them much. And then they finally go through all the court process. They go to court and my, I didn't want to go. My dad's like, I don't you don't want to come see this shit. So we go. He gets back and he's like um, the judge. He's like, you're not going to believe this. But the judge, your mother, you know, the judge was a woman. She asked my father. He's like, I want all of my children. Like, I love my kids. I want my kids. However, if it means that I lose custody of my children, I think it's important that the three of them, whoever you decide they should go to, stay together. I don't think we should split them. Mm -hmm. Like, I will I will take that if it means they can be together because they have each other for support. Right. Um, and then my mother's answer was, I want my son, Todd. Derek can come with me if he wants. I don't want Ryan. And this this is a late. This is not just a female judge. This is a, this a, should a be mother a TV show because my face right now. <laughs> I've never made this face. And she said, I have been in family court for years. I've never heard a mother who it, I don't want my children is picking them like. Yes. Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> this Ryan one is way too soft. I like this motherfucker. He's bad, dude. So, uh, <laughs> avocado. The avocado family. So, uh, the woman, she was appalled and she awarded my father custody. I thought you were about to say your mom. No, I she didn't do it. God. Not only that, this is what, this was a small bit of justice. She made my mother pay him child support. This is like 88, Holy. 89. You don't hear that today. Holy she shit. She was struck by that. Like, wow. Okay. Well, then he's going to take all the kids and you're going to give him money. Oh, my God. I stuck it. I couldn't get over it. That is. And I was like, what? This is a free podcast. People just download <laughs> You just gave me chills. It's, it was fantastic. And then we lived with my father for about a year. And one morning we woke up and he was dead in his bed. And that was the beginning of that. That's where you made it weird. Wow. You yeah. lived with him for a year after this trip. We got him, we got him for a, a year. And, you know, he's working nonstop. And uh, he had had a... He was driving to D.C. He was the crew chief for uh, Pan Am. Oh, that's right. You know? I'm sorry. Yes. That's all right. He's and, a national um, airline. Yeah, and he, uh, he had had a heart attack. Um, he, was, he was having... Ah, this is so crazy. He, um, he was going to the doctor to get his heart and stuff checked. He was having chest pains. And then he had an appointment like the, the next day. And he came to me. And this time I'm 16. I just start driving. And, I, you know, I, I'm... It sucks that he's gone because I have a lot of questions. Like, but he came to me that day specifically and said, I want you to drive me to uh, the doctor tomorrow. Mm. And we're going to pick up your grandmother on the way, which is his mom, which is the grandmother we were really, really close to. She didn't drive. So we're going down to Hopkins in the city to get him checked out. 
And I, I wondered, like, why? And, and he had me drive. And I was like, man, he must be in some kind of pain that he's trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Why is my dad not driving? I just started driving. Mm-hmm. He drives everywhere. Right. Something's and, wrong if you're electing yeah. the kid with the new license. Right. Hey, the hey learners. learners. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to take the wheel. Don't worry about parallel parking. Just get me there, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh my god! So uh, and then you, you even know, then felt like something was afoot. Yeah, and 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 you know my twin brother then takes my younger brother. They go to school, so um, we get to the doctor, and the doctor tells him. And this is where I started learning about heart disease and the heart attacks. The doctor says you're having a heart attack now, and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "I'm calling the hospital. We're sending you over now." So. You know, prior to that, I always thought a heart attack was clutch the chest drop, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but the sweating and the shortness of breath and the tightness in the chest and the numbness in the arm, that is a, you're having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. The the end result is the clutch That's drop. That's cardiac arrest. Yes, thank you, cardiac yeah, arrest. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, well, holy shit. So now I'm driving my dad and I'm, you know, I'm just started driving. I'm in the city. We're in crazy, like bumper to bumper traffic and... Here's where, you know, my dumb, thick head comes in. I'm like, I think I make a left here. He's like, you don't make a left here. You make a left at the next left. I'm like, Dad, I'm pretty sure it's here. He's like, Ryan, it's the next left. And I'm like, Dad, I am, I'm pretty sure it's here. He goes, okay, make the left. It was the wrong fucking left. And I mean, it's like, it's like <laughs> Kevin killing Costner. My it's Kevin Costner and Man of Steel. He's going, don't save me. Yeah. I'm not even trying to be funny. Your dad was like the lesson. <laughs> like really? I told you where the fuck it is. I'm having a heart attack, yeah. and it let me go ahead and make the mistake. That's fatherhood. <laughs> That's He's like fatherhood. ahead of me. I'm gonna. Or it's like someone who's real stubborn. He's like, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> Go left. This is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. I want you to fucking know. We're uh, going to talk about this shit on a podcast oh one day. Oh, my God. I don't know what podcasts are. We're going to talk about it. So, so you make this left. And immediately I know it's wrong. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Dad. And at this point now, he's just he's pounding the dashboard, not because he's mad, because he's in so much fucking pain. And now yeah. we got to go around this fucking block again. Oh, boy. So we get him there, and they have a wheelchair waiting out front. And they get him. They rush him in. And you know, now my grandmother, she's in the car. We picked her up on the way. So she's freaking out. This is her, her child. It's his mother. Yeah. yeah. Get, get the whole family involved. God. So it's just so sad. I'm like, Grandma, just go in with him. And I'm you know, like, I need a fucking minute to process. So I just go park the car. I go in. And I go see her. She's crying. And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, he's in critical condition. I'm like, all right, well, that's standard when they bring you in for a heart attack. They already explained that to me. So don't freak out about that. And uh, I remember seeing him connected to tubes and everything. And that's that's when I finally cried and lost. And I called my brothers and I was like, it's, it's I don't know, man. It doesn't look good. I don't know what's going to happen, but it right. doesn't look good. Right. So he was in there for a couple days. And uh I, I start to have a smile on my face because I went down to visit him. But one night uh, I was in high school. I was in math class and I sucked at math. I was I was in accelerated, all accelerated classes, but I sucked at math. And I would always ask, like, can I just not be in an accelerated class in math? And like, yeah. no, one or all of them or none of them. I was really? Like, That's how yeah. it works? Oh, well, there it did. Wow. So I was like, okay. And um she, there was a girl, she was so cute, uh, I won't say her name, uh, she turned around and said, Moira. I'm, <laughs> Moira. And Moira turned around and said, I'm spending the night at Lucy's house tonight. You should come over. And I was like, 
I got to go see my dad in the hospital. And she's like, I totally understand that. But if, if something changes, you should come over. And pff, I was like, dad, I'm gonna go over to this girl's house tonight. And he's like, that's fine. I was like, oh. and I go over and I end up having sex with her. And I was like, this is fucking fantastic. I don't know if it's pity sex. I don't know what it is, but it's fantastic. But also at the same time, I'm in my mind like, should I be visiting my dad? My dad just had a heart attack. He's in the hospital. Right. So, but I know my father. Even now, my father would be like, I'd have gone and got the ass. If your dad were in bed and he had like a remote control, like for a Radio Shack race car, (laughs) the second mention of a huge metal antenna. Huge metal antenna, yeah. And he could control you. He would have sent you to... Sent me. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. If he was willing to let me make the left when ah! he knew it was wrong, yeah. he was definitely going to let me go right. and explore my, my youth. Yeah. And, Finally um, above the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no brother in the room, yeah. Pia. <laughs> For once. You know, I've never come without him in the room. This is, this I don't know if I can me. do this. <laughs> just get him on the phone. Can I come? <laughs> Can you just call my brother? <laughs> Put the answer that up. Call. <coughs> Mom so. can take or leave you, but I need you. <laughs> oh, too real? No. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So you have sex with Moira. So have Moira, and, uh, you know, I go see him the next that day. That wasn't virginity, though. No, no. It was, but it was, it was. Uh, it was chapter two. <laughs> it was, it was, I think, two, maybe, yeah. oh, or okay. three, you know, very early on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so. He, they let him out of the hospital, and my... Oh, I thought, I, I, I can't tell where this story's going. I think the yeah. left, he's going to die. I think well, Mo- Moira, he's going to die. <laughs> they let him out of the hospital, and my aunt, you know, my we had moved out to the county, but I have a lot of family still in Baltimore, and my father was always like, look, I want you to get a good education here and learn to live out this way, but I want you to have street smart, so we would be in the city all the time. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at my grandmother's sister's, my Aunt Marguerite, great aunt. But, you know, we're all, like I said, so my my father's mother's 100% Italian. His dad was whatever, Dutch, Welsh, whatever the hell. That's what Sickler is. My mother's full blood all the way across the board. So we're always, it's a big, you know, cousins and shit. So we go. Your mother's full blood Italian. She is. Uh-huh. So, so we got a lot of Italian. A lot of Italian. So we spend the weekend for Thanksgiving at my Aunt Marguerite's, and then we go home. And for some reason, I don't know why we had that Monday off of school. It may have just been some, you know, one more day for the holiday. But my little brother uh, came in and shook us awake. And he said, I don't think dad's breathing. And we were like, what? And uh, we get up and we look and he's laying. I'll have to say how it happened. So he, I guess he was having chest pain. And the crazy part about it is. Uh, so many things we had got my brother, twin brother and I got blamed for this high school party that happened. And my dad's like, I'm really disappointed in you guys. I'm like, dad, we didn't get, we, how, how are you going to blame us for a party at someone else's house? You know, he's like, whatever. My mother calls. She's like, you're not getting your child support this month. That'll come whenever. So he's pissed off. He's laying down. And I went to bed for me early. I went to bed around midnight and I remember walking down the hallway and I looked back and I just saw him laying on the couch watching TV. And I don't ever remember why I stopped and looked back. Have no idea. And uh, I go to bed and we wake up to that. So we go in his room and he's laying. It's as if he had chest pain, went into so he sat on the edge of his bed and then just fell back. So his legs are sort of 
sitting off the bed a little and he's laid back and he's he's gone. He's just gone and we're freaking out. You know, we call the neighbor, we're calling whoever, uh, and that's when life just got really real. Like we we had my mother didn't want us, but the state was like, you know, it's either her or your grandmother. Uh, Don't well, tell me well, she wanted that. Todd, you know, but yeah. so we were put into like, that yeah, home. Forget Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, whatever, Todd. Yeah, um, um, wait, what happened? So we, uh, my grandmother came to stay with us for a couple of months. Uh, she didn't drive. Um, and you know, all the paperwork had, you know, I, shit, I, you're, I'm 16. I don't fucking know anything at first of all. And I certainly don't know anything about this. So, um, my mother knew she didn't drive. She's known my grandmother since before we were born. Right. You know, dated my father. I, I don't know you that well, and I know your <laughs> doesn't drive from you the story salt. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the whole left-handed story. Yeah, yeah I remember. So uh, <laughs> we, she's living in an apartment at the time and, um, you know, come, didn't come over once, two months. Didn't come over one time and offer. It's also Christmas here, you know, not, hey, do you guys need some food in the house? I know your grandmother doesn't drive. Nothing, just nothing. So we no, decide. No drugs or anything? No, not an alcoholic, no. not a drug addict, not. Just not, just no good? Just no good. Just I mean, like just. An unsatisfying movie character. Yeah. You're like, what do we hang this evil Like, I've had a bad day today. Where's Ryan? Let me just fuck you up. I'm going to beat you. Like, just always, I hate you. You're a piece of shit. You're never going to amount to anything. You know, I wish you were dead nonstop. And on the other half, my father. it been your stupid face because you got another one right next to you. <laughs> well, he's fraternal. He, oh, definitely, fraternal, he looks different. Fraternal. Okay, it could have been Same anal face. hairs. <laughs> face different. <though. laughs> Same anal hairs. Get over here with your stupid anal hairs. Who told you? <laughs> oh my God! What is wrong with this woman? So, uh, well, that's for her to figure out. So, oh, Brian, we, you know, at so this point, sorry. we have no one but each other. So it's important for us. Like my father always wanted, if you're, if I'm not here, be together. Yes. And she lived in an apartment. It was a two bedroom apartment from like tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. My brothers, Derek and Todd, they shared a bunk bed, and I slept in a twin bed next to the bunk bed. Like, that was our room for three years uh, in this little apartment, and my mother was never home. She was seeing some guy, and she would just leave us alone. So from the time we were 16 on, we were taking care of each other. I mean, we we would sign my brother's permission slips. Every morning we got up and went to school. We were never – we weren't bad kids. We never got arrested. We went to school. We did what my father – would have wanted and we 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 you know carried on as the way he told us to carry on she would come home on like a sunday do laundry yell be an asshole and then leave a leave like twenty dollars and we're like really and then gone for the week um so yeah we were you know all we had was each other early on and i have to tell you though i i see your face but we had every night of the week we had friends over high school friends that would come over and and they are all parents now. I'm still close with a lot of them. And I say to them, "Would you ever let your kids?" And they're like, "Nope, I would never do it." But we weren't we weren't doing bad shit. Everyone knew we were good kids. Mm-hmm. We were popular kids, but we had no parental supervision over there. Mm-hmm. And we still were better than the fucking kids that had parental supervision. You know, we were doing better in school than these fucking kids. So it was, uh, it was, then we turned 18 and my mother kicked Derek and I into the street. She's like, adios. 
Into the street. You're done. Into the street. Into the street. We packed up July 3rd. Into the street. July 3rd, 1991, Pete Holmes. We threw the party of all fucking parties in Carroll County, Maryland. It was... We were going to co- we were trying to go to college, so we're going to like you know what are they what is it when you first um, like when you go to a local like open house you know what yeah, I mean yeah, when yeah. you could go to those or whatever yeah. so we're going and we're like I invited a hundred people I don't even fucking know to this party tonight and I mean we were in a tiny tiny ass apartment and I, there must have been two hundred people that showed up and we lived near a fire department that had a big field that they would do a carnival every year and we knew how they parked the cars. So we had a couple friends go over and line them up in rows. You had parking stalls and everything. You got parking stalls? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so the state police show up because someone finally called the neighbors. Like, there's underage drinking over there. They have yeah. a keg. Yeah. The, the, the kid across the street's older brother was like a Mr. Maryland. So we paid him to be the bouncer to stand next to the keg so no one could fuck around, yeah. steal it, be a dick. Yeah. We were very organized. Yeah. And the state police show up, and they're like, whose party is this? And I was like... That's partly mine. I live here. Yeah. And they're like, uh, there's a lot of underage drinking here. So right now, let's wrap it up. And I was like, well, will you do me a favor? Will you say that? And he's like, nope. So I go, can I use your bullhorn? And he goes, nope. Oh my God. So, uh, it, but, it, but, he, but I forgot to, to the parking. So he said, before he said anything, he goes, the first question I want to ask you is, who in the hell did the parking over there? And I go, that was me. He goes, son. That's the best parking job I've ever seen. And asked me to work the car. Well, I was like, I'm not the... Go fuck yourself. I'm not working the fucking car all day. Are you available? You should have traded him bullhorn for yeah. carnival. Yeah, I'll do the car. Yeah. give you your bullhorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm like, all right, the police, everybody has to leave. And, and What time are we looking? Do you remember? Probably 11, 1130. And three people scurry off, you know, the ones that don't want to get in trouble or whatever. And everyone else stays. He's like, if I come back and they're here... You guys are, you're, I'm going to arrest you. And I was like, okay. And I need a place to stay tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad fucking fantastic. <laughs> Oh, what a moment. (laughs) I got a parking space. Oh, shit. So So, uh, he came back. He didn't come back. They knew. All the neighbors knew. The the girls next door were in college. They were renting a place. They're like, which one of you is Ryan? I'm like, me. They're like, we are so sorry. I'm like, I know, whatever. But everyone knew we were good kids. We blew it out. And then my dad's mom took us in. And we went and lived with her after that. So. We were at least, you know, had that. And you um, could drive at this point. And we could drive at this point. And then two years later, she drops dead of a heart attack I, right in front of When you said, and two years later, yep. I was like, don't say it. No, she did. God. She dropped dead. And, I mean, it was fuck. It was crazy. I'm. We were in college, community college, and uh, I, she was... She used to go up and she would just lay diagonal across her bed. She'd be like, I'm going to take five. That's what she always said. I'm going to take five. And just lay down for like ten minutes. And this one particular, and I'll always walk by and just peek in because she always had the door cracked, which goes back to turning around and looking at my dad. There's always something when you look back, you don't, you don't know. You're you're not thinking like I'm doing something weird. Something might happen. But when you look back and that day, the door was closed all the way. And I thought, hmm. And then I went downstairs and she threw the door open and we heard her scream. Somebody help me. And I was 
already on with 911 and my brother went up the stairs and she just dropped face I mean face first arms down face first like a fucking cartoon I'm uh, sorry no I, I said it on purpose because I'm trying no, to lighten this but I do but not straight laugh, up but Jesus <laughs> straight up like a cartoon oh my and god my brother didn't know what to do and I was a lifeguard at the time and I had just gone through CPR and all this shit so I'm on the phone with 911 and they're like we we have to stay on the phone until Someone yeah. gets there, so we switch. They're so needy, and they're so fucking needy. Stay with me, and they're like, what? "What's the weather like?" There? I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? My grandma's dying." They did not. <laughs> Why do I believe everything? Why do I? I started the bit, you added to it. I was like, "They did." What is wrong with me? Yes, and Pete. <laughs> yeah, it's all Damn a it. yes and. So life is yes and. Relationships. P.S. Yeah, P.S. That's what I tell everyone. Just yes and. I know. If if your wife or girlfriend says, "Do you like this or this or this?" Yes, yes. you do. Yes and and or here's something you, else. Do you want to do this? Yes and. In yep. fact, that that's a big revelation I've had with a girl uh, recently. I, it might have been on the podcast. I'm kind of, things are blurring together. But it was the idea that I was like, girls get upset. Oh, it was on the Keith and the Girl episode of this podcast. Girls get upset that guys don't have ideas. They're like, let's go to uh, let's go to Santa Barbara this weekend. That's a good time to go. Yes, and we'll go to this fish fry that right. we have or whatever. Yes. And or yes, and maybe in a couple more weeks we'll go to this place, which exactly. I was thinking we should exactly. go there to. There you go. But you have something and right. you have the agreement. But it's like that's often how we get girls. And then when we have them, we stop doing no. that. No. Now you're I don't no. want to do that. Now yeah. you're no and then it's over. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. Good. Good. So um, back to giving down. CPR to my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you yeah. I, I mean, and it's, I'm, I'm telling you, I know this is the <laughs> part of the, the morbid part of me. I so badly I wanted to. She didn't make it. I so badly wanted to save her yeah. because part of me really wanted to hold. I wanted to be like, oh, should I let you slide to the other side, Grandma? Like, yeah. I really yeah. wanted to be able to be like, remember when you almost died and I breathed life into your of chest? Course. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Did you um, enjoy my breath? <laughs> <laughs> you know why you're breathing today, right? <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then all of that conversation becomes just a look. She's like, Ryan, and you just... <laughs> By the way, people give me shit for my laugh. Anybody that gives you shit for your laugh, there's something wrong with their heart. With their heart. Thank you. With their I, heart. They're dead inside if they with don't like their your heart. laugh. I'm wearing <laughs> earphones, listening to you laugh into the microphone, and I'm right next to you. So I'm getting a double dose, and I'm enjoying every moment of it. I am, too. I'm really having a great time. People often tweet me that you and me yes. and uh, Kreischer have the best laughs. Ricky Gervais has been thrown in. Yeah, Thank, a, what, a, what a group for me to be yeah, a part of. What Thank an honor. So much. No, I agree. Yeah. It's a good group. Uh, it, it's a, that's so, so you didn't save Grandma. Didn't save Grandma. I, you know, and they they come in, and I don't know if anyone's ever been through a situation like this before, but they fucking throw your house apart. You know, they're just making room to get the clear. You know, do all yeah. that shit, and you're they watching this. Yeah, they. I had always had a week. I still to this day do even more now, but always that that clear whatever they're called yeah, the uh, when they put them on your chest, yeah. you know, and we they shock know. that 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 clear. lifeless. Pfft, uh, wave of the body makes has always freaked me out, and oh yeah, now I'm seeing it in person, yeah. and um, they they got her looking better, color came back, and I was like, okay, maybe maybe okay with professional equipment here, maybe they'll save her, and I stayed back to give the report to the police. They make you fill out a report. My my brother uh, went to the hospital with her. And I called him when, you know, no cell phones again back Look, then. It's not the first left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
listen, dad's dead because I probably took the wrong left. That's your Spider-Man. That's your Spider-Man. I should have tripped the burglar. Right. It's the second left. It's the second left, yeah. god damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my father's nickname is Lefty. Re- no. I- it, we're lifting up, and we have a and tattoo. And it's tattooed on my arm. It's a yeah. white trash tattoo with a name. It's I a know great, it's. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, second left. Wow. I'm going to. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> it's the second left. But no, he got. <laughs> he, uh, he said, no, I think she'll be okay. And they get to the hospital, and they were like, and then I called, and he's like, she didn't make it. And I was like, oh. And at that time, that specific year was so difficult because my grandmother died in April. And then my, I consider my sister, she was killed in a car accident just in June, two months later. And she was just sitting on my lap crying for me about my grandmother two months prior to this. And now she's gone. And then my other grandmother, who I wasn't as close, I didn't live with her, but still close with her. um, She passed away in October. And I was like, what a hell of a fucking year this one's been. Wow. Um, And then that was just... That was when I was like, okay, life is bigger than anything going on here. I've got to figure out what I want to do and get on with it. And Wow. Yeah. So you think it helped your ambition? I do often uh, wonder if, like, I think, like, hmm, if my dad was alive, would I have still come to California? Would I have still... Oh, you think it might have liberated? I wonder... Well, no, I... I wonder if it would have just my path of everything would have been different. I say that because, you know, my father was like I said, he was he was instrumental on in, in such a short time. You know, 16, I lost him. And the first, what, three, four years of your life, you hardly remember five, anything. So that window of really remembering who he was and things he shared with me and taught me was was small, maybe what, 10 years. So, um I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. What was it? What I was saying? Did it uh, going? Oh, thank you. Well done. Uh, So when I was, when we lived in Maryland, I was nine, 10 at the time. And we had this thing called super TV and super TV was a a box very much like the size of the DVRs today that had a silver button on top. And after like, I want to say 6 PM, you'd hit it and you would get a few paid channels. HBO was one of them back then. They had like an adult channel. This is a legal thing. This was legal. Oh, it was what? legal. Yeah, it was called Super TV. Um, we, of course, we went and got the Scientific Atlanta illegal box soon after they oh, figured sure. out the codes. Sure. But the first one was legal. Hmm. And HBO, um, and I snuck down from my bed one night into the hallway, and I was looking into our living room, and the, I could see the television. And my father was in a chair with his back to me. So I'm wa- I can see him watching the TV, but I can clearly see the TV. Hmm. And I see kids on it. So I'm assuming, I'm a kid, they're kids, I, it's probably okay for me to watch this. And it was, I don't know if you remember, uh, it was Richard Pryor's Bustin' Loose. You, are you familiar with that movie? No. He was like an ex-con that had to drive these uh, like orphaned kids and kids that were kleptos and just troubled kids to this this orphanage that they were going to. And I saw him come on screen and I just fucking laughed my ass off and my father caught me and he's like hey and he told me he's like get in here and i went in i'm like here we go and he said sit down watch this with me and that was when it was born for me i was i'm a richard Pryor is my ultimate favorite for me um but 
there was that moment. And then when we got to like seventh grade, I remember I was in bed and my father called me out of bed and he goes, come here for a second. I want you to see something. And it was Saturday night live. And it was Eddie Murphy doing Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. And that was the introduction of SNL for me. (laughs) Yeah. Who is? Yeah. Uh, And I just became this SNL junkie back then. And, just comedy in general. I mean, he introduced me to Rodney Dangerfield and George Carlin and, you know, and being grounded all the time, too. I used to just slip under my headphones and listen to Pryor and Eddie Murphy, of course, and, you know, all these guys. Billy Crystal's even his stand-up I, I used to love. His first special is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was really the birth of it for me. So that's why I wonder. I, I mean, it was just born in me after that. So I, I'm assuming had he still been here Right. Uh, but but having the knowledge of man, I could lose my father, not have him. That's some shit. If you knew that kind of stuff, it would change you because you would be like, I'm just going to live around here and hang out with my dad. Joe, Joe, you know, Joe DeRosa said something uh, to, to what you're saying that was troubling to me. And I was talking about how um, I really uh, enjoy that my parents don't uh, consume what I put out. <laughs> oh, they don't. The more uh, success, for lack of a better term, I, I get the more they start watching it. And okay. uh, that uh, bothers me. I'm like, I-, I liked this whole cold Irish thing we had going. <laughs> <laughs> when you're performing, th- does it, that thought Sometimes. ever creep in your mind? Like I, I was writing a sketch the other day, and I was like, the joke I want, I know the joke I want to make. And I, I, and I go with that. I'm not making the show for my mother. But that is a pretend conversation I have with her all the time. But uh, why, why did I say that? Oh, so he said... Something that he's, these are his words. He was like, something I've noticed with a lot of my successful friends is that they don't have good relationships with their parents. Meaning, I I believe I do have a good relationship with my parents, but we are not uh, so close that I was, say, unable to move to LA or unable to move to New York. First thing I did, 22, moved to Chicago. Yeah, that's young. That's really young. It is young, you know. We were close, and we are close, and there's a lot of love, and we talk, and we, you know, we do things together and all that stuff. But there's a little bit of a. My my dad makes a lot of jokes where he'll be like, "Don't look back, make it easier on all of us." You know what I mean? (laughs) I know without beyond a shadow of a doubt that he loves me, but he's got that sort of like. Go do your thing. Yes, I'm doing my thing. It's fine. Like he still works. Live your life. Live your life. And my mother. Is kind of different, but she loves me so much that she's uh, okay. She'll she'll make it work. Like she if would, her perfect world, you'd still be living either in her house in or in the house. Yeah, she still makes jokes. She's like, "Buy, I get a house with a with a." She'll call it the cat room, and I'll live in the cat room. And I'm like, "Mom, you are so boundaryless. I, just, I, just, I can't handle you." But then uh, loves you so much. It's right. like, okay, go fly. Yeah, of yeah, course. But does right. that. So when uh, Joe, who's I don't think he'd mind me saying it all. Is very, very close. This is my alarm. Oh, remind you to hurt Linda there? Uh, when do you want me to remind you to do this? <laughs> All, every day. Every, every day. 5.15, which means we have 15 minutes. I'm so sorry. to. Obviously, no, I no. would not want to wrap this up, but I have to be somewhere at 6. Shit. I could talk to you all day. So anyway, the end point of that story is Joe's like, he loves his parents. He hangs out with his parents. Okay. He sees them. I call my parents once a week. I think that's good. There are people that like close with their parents, have a hard time. He, Joe just moved to L.A., moving to L.A., you know. So with them passing, it's possible that you you were relieved of some of those. Yeah, it's easier to, uh, yeah. Look at yourself. That's right. Be selfish. Be selfish. 
I find, yeah, yeah, of course you don't, you're not glad they passed, but maybe that is some sort of silver lining. I look at my divorce that way, and those people, people, attentive listeners, probably knew I was going to go there. My divorce was a hard thing for me to do, but I really still have love for my ex-wife. What you said, though, on, you said on the crab feast, uh, the line of, um, <laughs> I'm sleeping with someone else, and where she said it was some, uh, was and why? And where she was it like in? An, I want to say you said something like you were in like the you were you in Europe traveling when you found out, or you were somewhere when she told you that she was having an affair. Yeah, and uh, you said she said it. Maybe you were joking, but you said she said it in like an amphitheater or some uh, shit. Uh, you know, like no, and that's how you found uh, out. I mean, I know you were no, serious, no, but no, I don't no. know if she really told that's you really that. She no, she told me in our weird bedroom in Sleepy Hollow, New York, which is much worse. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> That's up by uh, Poughke- uh, it's Poughkeepsie, on the, isn't on it? On the Hudson Line. Yeah, okay. Terrytown and yep. then the next, and if you're on a local, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, but um, it, that, that was such a nightmare. But then, like, that was hard, and that's similar to a death. Like we were saying earlier, relationships dying is similar to death. It's, it's not near as bad. But it absolutely – and it triggers all those past events too, it past does. breakups. It just brings up that emotional but that brings pop. up what I was saying, the trauma. Yes. Something died. It, it could be a person. It could be a relationship. It well could said. be a feeling. Something's dead. And, and that reminds us all of how we're all dying and all that sort of stuff. Now, you know, you look back, and I'm not saying that you're saying – that these were good things, but our lives are good, and where we are, where you are with your girlfriend and your life, and and you know, you're, you're. I'm happy for you, and all the good things that are happening. Thank you. That's great, and that, and that's you know, God bless the broken road <laughs> that led me to you. We got Speaking of God, let's get God out of the way because I, uh, I'm sorry to do this quickly, but uh, what, what are your feelings on uh, the gods or the universe or what we're doing here? Well, I, I, was, I grew up Catholic. I was taught everything Catholic, um, but, but uh, my younger brother is a scientist, and he does not go for any of it anymore. And the one thing Catholic religion taught me is to be open-minded. I mean, as narrow-minded as some of their thoughts are, if God is everywhere, I don't need to be under your roof to have, to to deal with him or to celebrate him or to whatever. Right. And as I got older... Um, to quote the Avid brothers, me and God don't need a middleman. That's right. We don't need a middleman. I don't need your collection plate, which yeah. isn't a plate, by the way. It's a yeah. fucking basket with yeah. a 10-foot telescopic stick on yeah. it so you can get everything. Uh, ours was like an <laughs> upside-down metallic Frisbee. <laughs> Just put the money in that lunchbox yeah, yeah. over there. Throw it here. <laughs> um, but, but after seeing all the craziness in the Catholic religion with the the molestation and the this and the that and, and what if what, I didn't know what, <laughs> what? I, I didn't know about that uh, Bill Maher actually put it best when it comes to that he said if the Catholic Church was a a worldwide daycare and the heads of this daycare were doing the same things the heads of this religion are it would be shut down indefinitely of course it would so I started to look at all that, like, why don't you just let these guys marry? Why don't you let them what, – what's the harm? Yeah. And um, it's just an old, archaic religion that a lot of people also – you know, they're like, I'm Catholic. Well, no, you're not. You have premarital sex and, you, right. you know, b- across the board. Yeah. So to me anymore, um, I just God is love to me. It, you know, whatever your God is, I, you know, the uh, – I, I, I've challenged it a bunch, you know, and I've read a lot of books on um, um, 
what do you call theology? it? Theology? No. Um, well, theology, but but just even challenging whether God does and does not. Agnostic atheism. versus atheism sure. versus religion. And, um, you know, if I'm a Christian, a true Christian Catholic, uh, uh, I'm telling you that my God exists and is right. But your shit over there, that doesn't exist and isn't right. Right. But to them, they're willing to die for theirs. Yeah. So... To me, it was this is what you love, and and that's what any anytime anyone asks me, I, I just to me God is love, and and the religions are the different pots, and the, exactly, and they're the love. different you know books or beliefs or whatever it is you choose about that. But I don't think my God or lack of a God or your God that's different is any better or worse than anyone else's. You know what are we doing here? I don't know what we're doing here, but we don't. We're not here long. Even if you live a hundred years, that's nothing when it's the span of, the span of time. Yeah. So make the mark you can while you're here, and get yourself a goddamn show after Conan. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can, try and get a late night show after Conan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sickler, this was amazing. I, I had a wonderful time. Please tell me it recorded. It recorded. We did this at your house. We did. You were so gracious. Uh, I, 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 in my mind, I was like, he's going to think I'm like disrespecting him or something. Not at all. I couldn't find a way to find time to do this, and I didn't want to cancel. Something. But you did, so thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Would you it. say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy, Pete Holmes. You keep it crispy. <laughs> keep keep it, it crispy. Keep it kingly. Keep it kingly. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.